Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to an electric show. You know, if you're 28 years old, you've seen a lot of things in your life. The invention and irrelevance of DVDs. <laughs> the iPhone. <laughs> Kale. Google. Okay. Wi-Fi. Five presidents and a cloned sheep. And you know what you have never seen? The Cowboys win a Super Bowl. <laughs> but that's the standard in Dallas. Here's Dak. Take a listen. How much does it burn you that all the success you've had, you've only had two playoff wins, and does that drive you? Yeah, a thousand percent. Uh, I mean, I want to win the Super Bowl, and the only way to do that is to win playoff games. And so uh, those two wins aren't going to be enough, and it's not just going to get another one. It's about uh, stringing three, three or four together to make sure that we're playing in the Super Bowl and winning what uh, we, we hold as our expectations and what all these fans have as our expectations. And that's the standard when you wear this star. And so uh, it's, a, it's a high standard, but we love it. We embrace it. And that's why we just got to lock in and just take it day by day and just make sure we're making the most of each day that we're blessed to have. A bandaged Greg Jennings is here. Greg, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow still look awesome. Uh, The question will go to you, Brew. Is Dak setting the bar too high? Dak gets it. All right, Dakota Prescott gets it. Setting the bar too high? He's not even setting the bar. He's responding to the bar that's already been set. Okay. Period. He said, when you wear the star, it's Super Bowl or bust. Period. Nothing else satisfies. Nothing else is okay. Nothing else provokes praise or fuzzy feelings. It is about Super They're like, look, when the Lakers play, oh, last year was fine. Yeah, we made the conference finals. Oh, that was good. you don't get praise. The, the Lakers have it won is about winning the Super Bowl it, or winning the NBA Finals. When the Yankees, Six. the Yankees haven't won it since 2009. Yeah. But it is still World Series yes, or bust. But they have won five since the Cowboys have won one. The Lakers have won six the since the Cowboys. Yeah, none of that. that do with here, with here's why that doesn't matter. Okay. Because the owner mm-hmm. that got you three, uh huh, three of your five. Yeah. That owner's still there. Okay. And that owner's still running his mouth every preseason talking about we're going to win the Super Bowl. Look, if it was a – I don't even know if this would matter, but it might if it were a different owner. A new owner comes in, okay, it's a different era. But this is the same guy that got you three quick – Who owns the the Bulls? The Bulls are not – as much as Michael Jordan did for them, they are not the Lakers. No, I understand. Or or even the Celtics to some degree. It's finals or bust. You don't get anything in the in the rafters for making it to the conference championship. So here's the thing. What would success this year? I understand that you could say for every team it's Super Bowl. No, it's not. But but, what would, would this year would making the conference championship game be a successful season for the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. Of course. You know what Seattle Seahawks last year? They made the playoffs like Dallas last year. How many Super Bowls have they won? They've won one. Well, well, more recently. Were they ever ever called America's team? No, but I don't give a damn about the marketing. Did we talk about the Seattle freaking Seahawks when they are no good? Hold on We talk about the Cowboys even if they win three games. That's right, but that's – the fact that they are the most discussed does not mean that changes what success is. The Ravens have won two Super Bowls mm-hmm. since the Cowboys last played in the conference championship game. Would they, they have a great quarterback. Would they making the AFC title game be a success? Yes. The, the, every team in the league. I don't know if they would Except that for Kansas City, Cincinnati, Philly, and San Francisco. Philly? And ma- yeah. Because they, they got their last. Hold on. They, they, they were the in the Super Bowl, Bowl last year. If they so went to the NFC they Championship would feel like lost. They, they feel like it was a disappointment. Eh. There are those four teams, and maybe some would be able to say Buffalo Baltimore's as well. I happy if they didn't beat in the conference I mean, every, I mean, Nobody's happy no. after you lose. Yeah. But, but is but it they a successful a, They have season? a great, we think would, a great quarterback. Would, we would say that is the furthest. Any time that your team with that coach and quarterback get the furthest they've ever gotten, it's a success. And for for to say the Cowboys would be are disappointed at anything short of it, we don't know. 
because they haven't experienced anything past round two in almost 30 years. So, like, it, go ahead, Greg. But it's yeah. just so naturally, everybody's going to set the bar mm-hmm. as the Super, high at, yeah. at Super Bowl. The but Lions are realistic. Well, the Lions are. Yeah, I know. Well, we have a chance. Yeah, that week one. But Agreed. realistically, when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys and their lack of success in the postseason, the bar, even though it had been Super Bowl. It is no longer Super Bowl. That is the goal for them. Correct. But the vision of how they get there, it's, it's through Dak. But for me, it has to be proven every single year. And how you prove it is you get better every single year. The expectation for players, coaches, is to improve every single year. The Dallas Cowboys, if they are to improve this year, that is success for them. Period. Because they have not achieved what the ultimate success is in over 25 plus years. Brew, I you under- would be right if they were like they were in 1991. Right when they had Aikman is young and Emmitt Smith is young and Michael Irvin is young. You're young guys who are talented but unproven. Getting to the conference championship. That's what they are. That would be great. Dak's not young. Dak is a veteran. The He's defense, clearly unproven because we're asking him to prove himself nah, every you, single you year. You said he was elite two yeah, weeks I, ago. I did. So and I, did just, I not come and back and on this show and retract that statement? He pulled it back so hard he dislocated his I elbow, just, guys. Tony Pollard <laughs> is kind of proven now. Right, sure, but they, their uh, defense the de- is young. The de- Michael Parsons young. and Diggs Trey is young. But they're, they, they've been guys that made several Pro Bowls. Like they, yeah. Mike is arguably the best defensive player in the league. Like, they have enough. It, I'm telling y'all, it, look, look I, I hear you as far as a rational statement. If they get to the conference championship game it's a great and year. lose, of course it's like yeah, that was a, a solid year. year. Mm-hmm. But it's different in Dallas, man. I'm it's not, you. though. It is. The, okay. They, okay. Why do we talk about them because all the they time, have the most even fans if they're not And good. they're the biggest, and they're the, they have the most fans. Yes. That doesn't. Yes, that, like the Lakers and the Yankees. of fans does not change what is or is not a successful season. That is not how it works. They, they are a national team. Yes. They are. That nobody you and are. every <laughs> national team, it is championship or bust. There's no bust. <laughs> what does the There's, bust mean? What does the bust mean? It, it means broke. it was a disappointing okay. season. They, you think Dak Prescott this deep in his career, okay. if he gets doesn't get to the Super Bowl, no, it was I a great think, year. No, what I think is every guy that loses right after the season is sad. Of course. And then a few weeks later, you take an inventory and you say, good year, bad year, flat year. Did we go in the right direction, the wrong direction? How are we looking? And if you, at the end of the year, you're like, hmm, this team played later than we have played since Bill Clinton was a first-term president. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think it's pretty good. If I, Dak Prescott, an aging quarterback, we we played later in a season than since I was wearing a diaper, I think we, it was a good year. That's what I it's think. It's not a good year. Okay. We're, the, we're not going to agree. Jerry kind of agrees with us, bro. Here, here's Jerry oh, does he? on the years of coming up short in a very Giannis-like quote here. I know how hard it is to win one of those, a Super Bowl. You shouldn't give up the ghost because you fall short in a highly competitive league. Just because we haven't won it in so long doesn't make what we've done meaningless. Yeah, people are going to make fun of him. Everybody gave Giannis the Nobel Prize for wisdom. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's no losses. There's just lessons. Um, Here's what I think. I think that Jerry needs to come to terms with this. The Cowboys have been... In the last, since they last were in a Super Bowl, so over the last 28 years, they have the fifth highest winning percentage in their conference. That's decent. The problem is this graphic, and I'll show it to you, which is those other teams in the top five, <clears throat> what they have and what Dallas doesn't. Those other teams, three of them have won a Super Bowl. Three of them have been to three Super Bowls. All of them have been to three or more conference championship games. Vikings. That's the, yeah, shocking. Yeah. Shout out Vikings. Uh... And the problem for Dallas is, it's not just lack of playoff success, it's that they are memorable choke jobs. Whether it was individual, it was the Romo snap. Right. We all remember that. Yep. They were 13-3 and at home against a Giants team who people didn't believe in the quarterback yet, the 07 Giants. They, they lost that game. They got annihilated by 
41-year-old Brett Favre's Vikings or 40-year-old Brett Favre's Vikings. They, th- th- there was the Des Caudet game. They lost to Jared Goff in the playoffs. And then back-to-back kind of cartoonish ways to lose to the Niners. Mm-hmm. Like that's, so it's, they, they are a well above average team throughout the course of the year over these last 30 years almost who just finds new and inventive and embarrassing ways to lose in the playoffs. Yeah, Jerry is right. Like, you don't give up the ghosts, as he alluded to it. Like, you can't because he's experienced it. He is the one guy that we talk about on this team that has experienced winning a Super Bowl, multiple Super Bowls. And so for that, yeah, you can't let that feeling go. But for these guys in this locker room, they, they've not experienced it. They want to experience it themselves. They don't know what the ghost is. They don't know what they're ch- – they only know what other teams have won and how they have had parades and what the expectations are, not the standard. It's an expectation that your owner has placed on you guys because of what he experienced. The only way you can, you can place expectation is when you have experienced it. If you've never experienced it – or I'm sorry, the only play, way you can place standard is when you have experienced it multiple times. You, can't, you can place expectations on anybody, but they will fail, they will achieve them, they will fall short, they will succeed. It's a matter of how they take on it. For I, me, the Dallas Cowboys just aren't that team in the postseason to get it done, and primarily because of the quarterback. I disagree that if you haven't experienced something, it can't be a standard. When Michael Jordan showed how great he was, the standard before he won a championship, same for LeBron, became you got to win a championship. If you're that good, and I get it, Dallas hasn't been recently, but the team is talented. And I cry foul on you, Wilds. What did I do? For that little quote, Dusty, that you left out oh a God. part of that quote what? from Jerry Jones. Oh we got Here it is. Here's the second part. And I think this year we're in better position to win it than we have been in years. We have the team and we have the quarterback. I mean, so he has not dropped his expectations one iota. He's still talking Super Bowl. Like a mic drop moment. He's still, he's still talking Super Bowl. Yeah, of course. He's had the quarterback for <laughs> All he does, all I, you that all, quote looked like. Oh, Jerry's. It looks like down the one from last year. It looks Jerry's like the one from the year before. That's all. That's he's why been. the bar is Super Bowl <laughs> or bust. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even saying it's Super Bowl or bust for the Patriots. We won because the Patriots. Super Bowl. I know you like to call them America's team. They're not. Well, they are for two generations. They've been of be thirteen. They've been to fourteen conference title States. games since the Cowboys. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to one of the best shows we've done in months. Jonathan Taylor wants out of Indianapolis. Relationship has been simmering. Now we're at full boil. Colts looking for a first-round pick in exchange for the 24-year-old who loudly checks notes. Is amazing. <laughs> Third in rushing yards, set, tied for second rushing touchdowns. He's got the most rushing first downs. He's got the most 50-yard runs tied. And he's also the fastest guy. Brew, over here with a bandage, Greg Jennings, <laughs> who wouldn't let us sign his cast. <laughs> Chemistry is the key to the show, Greg. Um, are you surprised the Colts are doing this, Brew? No, not at all. Uh, what is the best way to get a player who's upset with you because you won't give him a contract extension? To let him go out there and see, we're not the only ones. 31 other teams are not going to do the same thing. This reminds me of the Ravens letting Lamar Jackson test the market to show him, you're mad at us because we won't give you a $250 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. No one else is going to do it either. And it, he got – Lamar got a great deal, mm-hmm. but it made it a little easier to negotiate because you saw it's not just this team. It, no one's giving me this. And, look, I don't even think he's going to get traded because I don't think the market – for several reasons, is going to be there for him. One, he is coming off an injury. He had surgery on his ankle in January. All right. Two, he's coming off a down year. He averaged four and a half yards of care. 
Come on. Because of the injury. No, in the 11 games he played, he only averaged four and a half yards a carry after five and a half yeah, the year before just, and five his rookie year. Yeah, but I think I'm the argument saying, would be that he was dealing with he the injury was, while he was playing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. still, yeah. if I'm a team, I'm wondering, okay, is this going to be the guy from two years ago that led the league in rushing? And then on top of that, I, I got to give up draft picks for him. They won a first-round pick. And on top of that, I have to sign him to a contract extension or the anger he has with the Colts right now is going to be directed at me. And so, I look, I think at the end of the day, he's going to have to realize the, <laughs> there's no market for me. The best thing I can do is play for the Colts, have a great year. They improve the offensive line. So, and then they franchise tag him and he just deals with it. You got to get the money you can get. It's still going to be – I get it. They're, the running backs are getting – Screwed. Yeah. But it's going it's gonna be the best money he can get. I, I just don't mm. I don't think he's gonna get traded. I, I am surprised by all of this because it's self-imposed. Like Ursay did this. Yeah. He started all of this. The, if he if he leaves his comments in his mind and doesn't put them to paper or to audible where we can all hear what he thought, like none of this is even a question. None of this even is even considered on the table. However, when I look at their situation currently right now. Why would you want to nip this? Because you have a you you've deemed Anthony Richardson your starting quarterback, and he's a rookie. Yes. The number one way to support a quarterback entering into the National Football League is to give him a running game. Yes. Well, you got a guy that established that for you. We know who he is. The injury to last year is what riddled him. But Jonathan Taylor is a bona fide back in this league. He is proven. You get a guy who is not proven. I love the upside of Anthony Richardson, but it's still an unknown. We don't know what he's going to be. They don't know what he's going to be. They know what the stable guy in the backfield, if yep. it's JT, is. So uh, th Listen, I, I agree with that entirely. The only thing I disagree with is I'm not surprised at all. Because Indy is a terribly run franchise. Well, that, yeah. I mean, what are we That's talking like about? I mean, you got Jim Irsay, one of the things that he put to, to a paper or to Twitter was essentially like, you know, we all know what the running back market is, which is telling the whole world, my car is not worth a dime. By the way, I'd like double market value for exactly. it because now it's for sale. <laughs> the whole incongruity of we, it, we, running backs are not valuable. We want a first-round pick for our angry running back to me is foolish. Where I disagree with you, Brew, is I do not think – the team, if a team were to trade for him, I don't think they have to give him a contract. I think Jonathan Taylor has the leverage to potentially get a new contract with Indy or the leverage to force his way out of Indy. I do not think he has the leverage to force a trade and then also get the contract. I think you use up to, to a degree. A team can say, listen, man, we just traded for you. And you have done nothing here. We gave up a lot for you. We're not... We're not paying you ahead of time. And, and then and what can he do? He's not going to be upset? I don't think he'd be as upset. I don't think you're as upset with an organization you have done nothing for than a team that you have done a lot for on a cheap contract. Right. Where I agree. It's about money. I understand, but it did, it grew. wherever he's at, he wants the money, I, and I get it. I, I get that, but I also think Jonathan Taylor is a logical actor and will understand. If a team trades for him and says, listen, we traded for you, and we will, in good faith, you know, enter into negotiations next year when you're a free agent. But we're not giving you a new deal right now. I think he will know. Well, I can't. I, I have no cards to play. Absolutely. I, I, I'm out of. I, I just got traded. I got no cards to play. Where I, where I think we all agree, is that, or I think so, is that the Colts need the player. And if you are, you draft a guy who I, I supported the draft pick because if you're in the AFC, you have to draft upside for quarterback because you're fighting against Goliaths. Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson had the highest upside, go to, but he is so raw. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Jonathan Taylor's beloved in that locker room. And because you drafted a quarterback who is making no money, if there was ever a time right. you could pay a little extra for a running back and have it not kill you would be right now. Yeah. Instead, they're torching their relationship with their best player. I think it's, I think it's foolish. Next personally. team odds, Miami in the driver's seat at one. Miami's oh. always on the cusp of getting everybody. <laughs> then the Bucs, which I don't like at all. The Bills, holy cow, that'd be scary Can you, uh, for ba me. Baker, Jonathan Taylor duo? Best quarterback <laughs> running back duo in the league? Some people are oh, saying. God. Go ahead. Actually, not bad. <laughs> so, uh, it actually is. Vikings would be sneaky. <laughs> it right? actually is. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Jonathan Taylor, watch out. Or the Saints. Derek Carr, maybe. Um, Greg, we'll start with you. Who do you like? Um, on this list, I like the Dolphins. 
simply because you know what they're up against in the AFC East. Uh, they have to make something happen if they really want to run for make a run at the Super Bowl. Understanding they got to get out the AFC East, and you got Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, and all the list goes on and on. A couple other teams that would, in my mind, make sense: the Denver Broncos. Ooh. When I look at the Denver Broncos, you, love the Denver you Broncos. it's not even that I love the Denver Broncos. I do like them this year, but there are still questions about if Denver. Russell Wilson can get back to like what we thought he was or what he had been in the past. If the same thing that we're talking about with Anthony Richardson, it, it holds true even for Russell Wilson in that offense. You bring in Sean Payton, obviously he's going to stabilize some things, but you allow a running back in a running game to – hold shoulder your offense and you allow Russell Wilson time to really start getting these guys on the perimeters involved. Another one, another team really quick for me, this will be interesting, but is the Tennessee Titans. They know that team a lot. I would, they would have to obviously get rid Running of Running backs you're going to have. Yeah. They would obviously have to get rid of Derrick Henry. Wow. I, this is Greg. Okay. Hey, you should have led with that one. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. And get rid of Derrick Henry. Yeah. yeah. I get Go back younger. This is younger. your brand of ball. You know him better than anybody else because you play him twice a year. You know what he brings to the table. You can start to retool that all over again. No knock on Derrick Henry, but if you're trying to get younger, which the league and everybody in it always tries to get younger. Holy cow. I was expecting that one. I I really like Jonathan Taylor, and I don't like what's happening to running backs. But it is happening to running backs, and I do understand it from a team and ownership standpoint. So if I'm Miami, I got Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., who last, I remember them playing big roles, especially Mostert, when San Francisco went to the Super yep. Bowl. Mm-hmm. No, that's I right. lost to the Chiefs. Like, they're good enough. They're not quite as good as Jonathan Taylor, but they're a lot cheaper and they're good enough. And my main thing is going to be my receivers and my quarterback anyway. When teams are going to be so worried about our passing game that those two will do damage running the so football. You don't, they're saying- so I, I, if, I don't know. I, I personally don't think any team is going to trade for in. him and go all in. So, I think Buffalo, to pick a team from that Ooh. list, I'd love to see him in Buffalo because yeah, they Buffalo. need some good news. And, and, they yeah, need, your, right? They need an point. insertion of yeah. something positive. Good news. You're going to do it for the press no, but that, Well, but and, he's also a good player, and, but they, and he take pressure off Josh. And they've all, yeah, they've been trying to get this right. Playing they, the cold. They drafted a running back in the third round a couple years ago. They drafted Zach Moss in the second round recently. They've been mm-hmm. just, so maybe they'll feel like we've dedicated mm-hmm. too many resources uh, to that to a degree. So I, I think there's t- two just quick points here. The first one is, question is, how good do you think Jonathan Taylor still is? Uh, really good. And I, Wilds' point is, and I think it's a correct one, the guy was at Wisconsin for three years. He ran for 1,970 yards, then 2,100 yards, then 2,000 yards. He had There were running backs that became won Heisman trophies for doing that at Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor was he, he kind of overlooked, if you will, yeah, overlooked Clyde in Edwards the draft. got drafted before. Yeah, it was a bad job. One of the Told few – few bad Chiefs draft picks. Then as a rookie, he was awesome. Second-year player's best running back in the league. And third year, he got hurt. The question is, do you think he is – the down year was because of the injury or because he was worked too much? Like, so they're both legitimate opinions. The team – I think if he's traded, it's going to be the NFC. Our guy Dusty wants the Eagles to get him because the Eagles like seemingly that. get everybody. <laughs> of course, that would fit. The team that I would make the call and I think would make, potentially make the call is Seattle. And Seattle spent a second-round pick on a running back last year. They spent a second-round pick on a running back this year. If I'm Seattle and I call up Indy, I'm like, hey, you guys want first-round value. We just took Zach Charbonnet in the mid-second round. You want a running back that is cheap. We will give you him. He is a second, literal second-round pick from a few months ago. Throw in a fifth-rounder. And then Seattle says, we upgraded the running back position. We were trying to do that already with the draft and do that and try to go that way. That one makes a lot of sense okay. to me. All right. I know you, Patriots. No, I already have Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I want him on the cow- I want him on the Cowboys. But I'm Why? Just- you don't like Tony Pollard? Uh, uh, does Tony Pollard you prove he can go I 17 games? I love 25 carries a game? Deuce Vaughn? Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. 
All you need to do is sign up on FoxSports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on FoxSports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. We're 15 days from the first Chiefs game, and Chris Jones still a no-show. On Twitter, he hinted that he wouldn't be back until week eight. I got very nervous. Me and all my Chiefs friends were like, what's the deal? Here's Andy Reid and Mahomes. Take a listen. There's been no communication, so I don't, I don't know uh, what's going to go there. But whatever happens, happens. I mean, not there. We, the game goes on, right? So that's how it works. Yeah, I don't think any, I don't think anyone expected him not to be here uh, now. But uh, that's part of the contract negotiation stuff. So I mean, I'm not looking down on him for anything like that. Uh, he has um, stuff that he's trying to get done that he feels like he needs to to get done right now. And so I, I respect his decision. And then whenever he gets back, like I said, we open him with, with open arms. Mm, time to worry. Worry a little bit. A little bit. This is great news. Okay, here we go. Now we're in fantasy world. Oh, really? Here we're we in fantasy world. Chris Jones confirmed he'll be back. He even gave us the last possible date. So I said many times the Chiefs can't go 20-0 without Chris Jones. You know what they can go? 7-0 without him. Because you know where all of their hardest games are. Well, to go to 20-0, they not gonna start have everything. You know. Hold on a second. Well, maybe oh, so, maybe point, not. Bro. But now we know Chris Jones, who has said he wants to win Defensive Player of the Year, he, it's gonna be, he's going to have to play his ass off <laughs> the last Stop 10 it. games with Defensive Player of the Year. But set that aside. We know he is not even threatening to skip the entire season, which could be somewhat problematic for the Chiefs. And if we can put up the schedule, I think we can. I think we have it. Um, what's the hardest game in the Chiefs' schedule? The Bengals, they own them. When's that? When's the Bills game? Oh, that's, that seems to be after Week 7. Uh, when's the Eagles game? That's after Week 7. When are all of the road divisional games? Well, let's see. Week 8, that's after 7. Week 12, Week 18. Oh, my goodness gracious. Jackson's Aside from a visit to the Prince... It is the easiest part of the schedule Blame without it. Disrespect. What? Of the Lions. Thank you. Oh, give me a break. The Lions, Lions the, the Jets. Okay, week one. Patrick Mahomes. Jackson, Patrick Mahomes Minnesota? in week one in his career is 5-0. and They average 38 points per game. He has 18 touchdowns, zero picks. They're not losing when they are hanging a banner. The, the better banner is, well, equal banners to yeah. what you see on this show. Give me a break. So it's good news. We know he's coming back. Please know he's coming back. Can I show you another graphic right here? <clears throat> please. Just to please. support your quip. What? Jared Goff. Oh, stop. Sleep it. on Jared Goff. Jared Goff when he's not facing pressure. So Chris mm. Jones is not there. Good Jared Goff gets to sit in that pocket. 70 per. Look at it. 24 touchdowns to six interceptions. Greg is already on the Lions I am, And they already have one of the best offensive lines in all the football. Big so letdown game. You, They're you, on like a nine-game winning streak. You exiled a guy that's going to give you possibly, the, potentially the biggest issue on the defensive oh. front, Chris Jones. Look, this is a problem. Like, this is Why? a problem. So it is panic time. Yeah, Why? It's, I'm not going to say it's panic time because you do have Patrick Mahomes. And you, you're never going to panic when you have that great of a player. Huh. However, when you look at defensively and Spagnolia and what he wants to do and some of the guys that they have on that D-line right now that are already injured, that they're not getting the production that they want to see, he makes everything work. Of he course, he's a great better. player. I get that. Yeah, that I'm what, agreeing with but you. But what, what I'm saying is – you're you're speaking because if solely what you know the Patrick Mahomes has been able to do, what I'm saying is he's been able to do that along with Chris Jones being on the other side and him doing oh. his part. He was also able to do it when they, Chris Jones was there when we had number 30-ranked defense. But here, can we put the Chiefs But he's always up? been the player no, that steps Chris up and Jones, makes Chris Jones, I had him as one of the 10 best players in the league. I agree with all of that. What I am saying to you, and you guys laughed at me and thought I was doing some vaudeville act, but I'm serious. Right now, let's assume Chris Jones is not back until week eight. Tell me the Chiefs record, and then you tell me if it's panic-worthy. That's what I'm asking. That's a fair way to frame it. If he misses all seven games. Worst, worst case scenario. Five and two. Worst case. Which is why I say it's So you, you got Jacksonville and the Chargers beating them? The Jacksonville and then what I would say is you have four, Jets one four tough. tough games. Jacksonville, Jets, Vikings, Chargers. And split those four. The other three games are you roll over them. So it's five and two at worst. Wait, you're not uh, even well, acknowledging At worst, if you said... Stop it. 
They, Broncos play them tough. Broncos, Broncos have won a Super Bowl more recently than they've beaten the Chiefs. They, they play them tough. Play them tough. Yeah, yeah, drop a bit. I'm gonna the worst. Look, I'm I'm with Nick in that it's not time to panic. All right, hey, it, Andy Reid doesn't even seem to care. <laughs> I mean, like, am I good? Remember we jumped on Jim Irsay for what he said about Jonathan Taylor, and I'm I'm not jumping on Andy Reid. But this was the same thing. Andrew was like, hey, the games go on. You, you know, didn't play he's this. Not you here. He's not you here. didn't think that was frustration from Andy Reid and his no, own Andy Reid? No, not at all. Because he said it a couple of weeks ago. He said a similar <laughs> thing. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't value Chris Jones. because yeah, you got to be like that as a head coach. Yeah. He is just like, we're fine. Oh, like, but can yeah, I also we're, we're good. make another point? Because I don't think, by the way, He's going to miss the first seven weeks. I don't think he's going to miss the first any weeks. Yeah, I'm, just get it done. I well, well wait, hold on. Well, Are they is, getting it is, done? Is, is Nick Bosa, hey, guys, get it guys, done. how's Nick Bosa looked at camp? Anybody know? Oh, he hasn't shown up yet either? So, so Their that, defense so is the better, two, though, than the Chiefs. No, of if you course. take Bolsa and Jones no, off. No, of course their defense better yes. than the Chiefs. Right. It, yeah, of co- I understand. So I'm just saying. My point is you have two star defensive players in the whole league that didn't show up to training camp. Neither has shown up yet. I, uh, do we think Nick Bosa and Chris Jones are, are not going to play this year? I don't. Mm. I, think, I think he's going to play. I think – and he has been – he has been adamant that – he wants to win Defensive Player of the Year. He has shown up at Chiefs events. There is not that he wants a bunch of He'll money, and he deserves a bunch of I, money. I believe I'm He'll with you. I, I didn't say it's time to panic, but what I'm saying is when you look, forget what I'm saying. I want to ask a question yeah, to you, the sure. resident GM. Yeah. When you get rid of Tyreek Hill uh-huh. a year before and win the Super yeah. Bowl, and Frank Clark, you let him go, let yeah. him walk. You're not paying Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. probably what he's worth. You're not yeah. even paying Patrick Mahomes what we're seeing all these okay. other quarterbacks making. Yeah. What, why are you holding on to your money and not I'm paying this you. guy? What, what is what's the well, So I of? think they are going to pay this guy. They have said that Brett Beach went on the record and said one of the reasons we traded Tyreek was to pay him. I think that right now they are either haggling over guarantee or length, but it, it will get done. Chris Jones is going to be a chief, and by the time he plays his first game, they will have zero losses next to their record, either because what? it is the first game of the year or it's because week eight, and they have no losses. They're not those going 7-0 seven seven. Oh, wow. Chris. Jones. They worst case scenario, I think, is four and three. Well, now they're fine at four okay. and three because the bottom line is Greg said it. Can we you got go- Mahomes? Okay, you won it without Tyreek Hill. You won it with so many young rookies on the defensive side last year. You won it with a seventh round pick as your running back. I love yeah. Isaiah Pacheco, but still, yeah. okay. so they're they're fine. All right, Jeffrey Chidia of NFL.com ranked eight. Uh, all eight divisions in the AFC West came in third. Here's what he wrote. This is kind of what you were saying, bro. The one thing you can count on in this division is the Kansas City Chiefs dominating. They easily won their seventh straight division title, and only a fool would doubt head coach Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes' chances of doing that again. Greg, <laughs> we're all confident in the Chiefs to the point that it's kind of a boring conversation. Yeah, what do you mean? You, you're well, this, the disregard. I'm, I just. That because I think Greg is going to. And Greg's going to spice it up. Yeah, yeah. Any chance the Chiefs don't cruise? Yes, there's a chance that they don't. Like cruise. a real chance. Really? Yes, there's there's a not real ch- anything can happen. Like what? What are we making this up? Like, like, like other teams don't improve in the off season. Like the Chargers are just going to be the same old Chargers, and the oh, Chiefs probably. are just going to lay down, probably. and the Broncos are just going to never beat the Chiefs. It's happening, Nick. When? Get it, get when? it through your skull. It okay. is going to happen this year. Okay. The Broncos will end up beating the Chiefs one of these games, maybe even both. We okay. will cool. see. But when wow. you look at when you look at when you when we talk about cruising, like yes, they went they won all six games in their division last year. But these aren't easy games that they're winning. They're winning by three, by right. one. Chargers both both times three points or less. So for me to sit here and just act like these teams haven't improved and aren't equipping themselves so that they can dethrone the Chiefs in a regular season game, okay. I'm not saying that well, they're going to lose the division, but it's not just okay, going to be okay, a cruise. Okay, listen, I, the, here's what I know. The reason that they crew, it said they cruise through the division is post-Mahomes rookie year, they have won the division by five games, yeah. six games, the year the Chiefs were melting down and people had figured out Patrick Mahomes, yeah. that was fun. They won it by two, 
and last year they won by four games. Those are massive spreads in a 17 or 16 game schedule. Here's the other reason people think, hmm, they might cruise to the division. How does Patrick Mahomes do against the AFC West? Do we have a, a graphic is- to show you about, <laughs> oh, he's the best ever. He is 11-0 against Denver, 9-1 against the Raiders, and the one win was so big they ran or they did a little victory lap. Yep. And the team that's really had his number, the Chargers, he's 7-2 against them. So, And here's where I would disagree with my pal Jeff Chidea on this divisional ranking. If you take the, take the favorites out of – the favorite out of the AFC is Buffalo. Take it out. That's still a damn good division. Right. Mm-hmm. Take Cincinnati out of the AFC right. North. That is a damn good division. You know why the AFC West is so hard? Because the Chiefs are there. Well, Take the Chiefs out of it. That is not a great division. The Raiders stink. The Broncos won five games last year. The Chargers, you guys can't stop making fun of. They're, 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 uh, they're, it's uh, uh, I, I, Look, obviously I'm picking the Chiefs to win the division, but I, I'm leaning toward Greg. Like, the Chargers should be improved with Kellen Moore calling the plays now. And they, he said it, two, three score, three point games last year. The year before, they split with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The loss was in overtime. Last year, Denver went in a horrible season. Denver two one, one score games. Denver was down 28 nothing to start with one of yeah, those games. Wh- hold on. They gave up. The, yeah. But the Prince, all we hear about is the, the comeback. It was oh, a comeback back in one? To they almost won? win? The almost, to two one-score games. I've never heard of that. Two one-score games when they were horrible. A comeback When they were horrible. This year they're going to be better under Sean Payton. Okay. Russ is going to be better. I'm just saying it's what not going to be saying? as easy as you're saying. I'm just – I'm not uh, – And I'm Chris saying. Jones is going to be out the Bro, first seven weeks. That's, which is why <laughs> it's noteworthy that all of their divisional road games are after those first seven weeks. Here's what I, here's what I would like. I would like, before we entertain the idea that the Chiefs are going to have any competition in the AFC West, for one of these teams to one time beat Patrick Mahomes in their stadium. Patrick Mahomes is undefeated in road divisional games. 15-0, like LeVar Ball, never lost. One time, let these opposing fans but get to have the experience of having Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes. Yes, you know what? You're right about that. He is only 12-3 and at home in, in divisional games. He wins 80% of the home games and 100% of the road games, which is how you get 90% of all the games. There we go. What? This whole thing just felt like fodder for the Chiefs social media team. Yeah. Greg, you're going to be. <laughs> you said the Broncos could beat them twice. Uh, twice. You know what? Luckily, once the parade comes around, I'm going back the to the Kansas first week of the forgiving. season, first opening week. Lions, let's go! Lions, wow, let's go! Why Detroit leaves it. <laughs> trying to add a little spite. Harper hits one in the air, looks back and goes. Harper, the swing of his life. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep, flipping bats will be staying up late and having. All the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Welcome back to the show. It's Thursday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for the most motivating segment in all of sports. It's the buttless. It's also time where we read some viewer mail for the year 2023. We just get a ton of mail, just satchels full of mail, and I randomly pick a letter every week and I read it. Before I... Thank you. See, now we're moving like a well-oiled machine. It's low, though. What? The music? The music, yeah. Why is it so low this week? I don't know. Dear Wilds, love the show. I heard Bruce say that today's bud list is heavy on inspiration. Question for you. Who was on the bubble bud list? Thanks, Ryan and Brian. <laughs> Before you start, can I ask a question? Yeah. How did they send that? If they, Bruce said that an it, yeah. hour ago. Yeah. How did we receive it? Ryan and Brian? Yeah. 
how did we get it already? Ryan and Brian just live down the street. Oh, <laughs> everyone and thinks they live in the middle of the country. Oh, no, Ryan and Brian. Oh, they were watched. Ryan and Brian live on the Oh, okay. There we go. All right, you know what? No stamps. No stamp. That makes sense. Guys, printed down. All right. Anybody on the bubble bud list? There is no bubble bud list. All right. It was an obvious three, and the audience will agree with me once we start revealing. Number three. Trey Lance. Oh, here we go. Trey Lance. Trey, I know it's tough. All right, you might have heard some of the earlier commentary and think I'm not rocking with you. I am rocking with you. You've only started four games, and now you're already kind of benched. So I know it is rough. Yesterday, you needed a day to yourself. You needed to get away, recalibrate, get your mind right. You were devastated. You deserved that day. But guess what? Now it's back to the battle. All right, now you have to put on a brave face and you have to look at the positives, count your blessings, and get a positive outlook so you can make the most of this situation. Because, Trey, you are blessed, man. You played Division I AA football. All right, you were a two-star recruit out of high school. You have thrown about 400 passes, 420 to be exact, since high school. In the last six years, you've thrown 420 passes. You aren't supposed to be here. You really aren't even supposed. That's not the resume of an NFL quarterback on any level. So you are blessed. So what you got to do is get your mindset together, think positively, and make the most out of this situation. Because I think you're going to get a shot, whether it's with the Niners or some other team. So learn, learn, learn right now as a backup, both on the field and practice, and in the classroom, learn as much as you can from Kyle Shanahan so you can make the most out of your next opportunity. Trey, I believe in you. Mm. At number two, Daniel Jones, also known as Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, there is one reason, mainly, that you are on this list. And it is because somebody on this panel, somebody on this set believes in you more than you believe in yourself. More than your mom believes in you. This dude, and he's got credibility because he was a great wide receiver, Pro Bowl wide receiver himself. So when he says you're a top 10 quarterback, not potentially, now, already, after your 15 touchdown passes last year, when he says that you're elite, it holds some weight. He has put a bullseye on your chest. So you got to go out there and deliver Danny Dimes. Oh, there's also that little pesky four-year, $160 million contract that the Jets gave you, but they won't even pay Saquon Barkley. So there's a lot of pressure on you, my man. You are under duress. He believes in you. All right, at number one, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Huh. Jonathan, Jonathan, I'm on your side, man. I'm with you. I love running backs. I value running backs. A decades ago, I wanted to be a great running back like you are. All right? So I, I'm with you. I think you you and your backfield brethren are, are fully uh, justified in being upset by the way your position is being treated. All right? But there's really nothing you can do about it. Outside of 80% of the running backs in the league walking away and, and striking, there is nothing you can do about it. So like Trey Lance, you got there's one smart move for you to make. No matter what happens over the next half a week, because Tuesday's your deadline for being traded, according to the Colts. Whether you are traded and say you're traded and don't get the contract extension you want, or you remain with the Colts, you have got to ball out, period. All right, you're going to get your $4 million this year. You probably will get franchised next year, and, but that's another $10 million. So that's still $14 million. I get it that, relatively speaking, it's low for a football player. But unless you know another job where you can go and get $14 million over the next two years, go out there, play your best, and maybe another team gives you the lucrative long-term deal you want. But at the very least, you get these millions that are coming your way. So, Jonathan Taylor, I do believe in you. I hope you get traded and go elsewhere and maybe help a team win the Super Bowl. But whatever the case, play your best. Solid. I like it. I'm going to add Justin Herbert. Wow. Y'all in that Ooh. AFC West, man. Look, last year you got your team over the hump. You got into the postseason. It ended in disappointing fashion. Up 27-zip. 
didn't get a chance to make it all the way happen for your team. However, you said that that loss will propel your guys this year. That Those are your words. I believe that you can be one of these elite quarterbacks in this league. You already are, but you got to find a way to beat that guy within your division. And that guy is pretty special. You are the highest paid player in this National Football League. You got the new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. You have the weapons. You got another first round weapon in Quentin Johnston. So there's no excuse. Be great. You can't make that amount of money. I'm sorry, my guy, and I hate to take it to the pocketbook because you're so great. But you can't make that amount of money in this league and get to the playoffs and don't deliver. You know what? That's a good – Wilds, he's on my bubble bud list. Oh. Justin oh. Herbert. That's bubble a good bubble one for the bubble Tell Ryan and Brian. Yeah, yeah. All right, call call him after on Drew's actual bud list is Trey Lance. And his play should be the people responsible for this entire nonsense. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. I will go as quickly as I can, but a history lesson. In 2017, Kyle Shanahan, fresh off blowing a Super Bowl, was hired to be the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. They had no quarterback. They had the number two pick of the upcoming draft. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson were there, were either scouted, were either looked at. No, of course not. We'll draft Solomon Thomas. Why did you do that? Because Kyle Shanahan had his eye on the big prize, Kirk Cousins. That, of course, didn't happen. So then they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, saw five games of him and said, you know what? That man deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the history of the league. Two years later, Jimmy Garoppolo had taken you to a Super Bowl, had been perfectly Jimmy Garoppolo, and you said, not good enough. We need to trade three first-round picks for a very special quarterback that we're going to draft at number three. That trade happened, and then everyone said, who are they drafting? And they said, we don't actually know. We just traded for the pick, not a player. We'll see. We don't know. Is it Mac Jones? Is it Justin Fields? Is it Trey Lynch? You guys remember that story? Everyone was like, hmm, that's kind of odd. You trade all those assets. Maybe they're crazy like a fox, and they take a project quarterback from a D2 school, and they say, we're going to sit you one year because you're raw. And then they go to another NFC Championship game, and that highest-paid quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, that they love so much, they lock him out of the building. They turn off his key card. They try to trade him to Washington, what Kyle Shanahan once was. They trail enter our guy. And 31 passes later, they see Trey Lance break his leg. They lock him out of the building and say, Sam Darnold, Steve Young, Brock Purdy, we passed on eight times in the draft. He's our next guy. And Trey Lance, we love you so much, but you can't play here. Maybe they know what they're doing. Or maybe the last six years are all the evidence you need that they don't. That they are very, very good at finding defensive coordinators, at finding defensive players, at designing offenses, at, at making trades. But the valuation of the most important position in sports is one they have gotten wrong and wrong and wrong. And so we'll see if Brock Purdy turns into Tom, the next Tom Brady. We'll see if Brock Purdy is the guy who was drafted last in the draft. We'll see. You spit some facts, but the fact that they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender it gives them cover. Okay. It gives Shanahan and Lynch cover. Yep. Now, if they fall flat on their face this year, it's a different story. But their Final Four team again, yeah, okay. you got to live with it. You know, bro, when one door closes, another door opens. And the door that has recently been closed, according to Kurt Badenhausen, is the Aaron Rodgers and State Farm relationship. Ooh. According to Kurt, partnership ended in early 2023. I didn't even know about it. It's August. Endorsement agreement started in 2011 was one of the longest brand deals for an NFL player, which means we are most likely saying goodbye to this iconic celebration. And however good you think the Jets are going to be, maybe you don't think the Jets are going to score a lot of touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers is going to get in that end zone, and he's going to need to do something. So uh, Hubs and I went through the list of celebrations, tried to pick out a few faves. <laughs> so we've got this one against Tampa Bay. Key and Peel, it's a little bit dated at this point. A little bit not safe for work to the point that we had to push in on it to make sure. So we've got that one a little bit safer. We've got the guitar one. It was a full orchestra the Packers were doing here. Aaron Rodgers had a guitar. He was way up there. Almost maybe a banjo. Right, right. And then we've got this new one. Uh, and although I, you know, big fan of legalization across the board, I don't know if this one's... <laughs> Ready for prime time national <laughs> broadcast for set. So what I'm saying is, Aaron, you may think the discount double check is only reserved for your State Farm Synergy, but man, I say keep it. It's just like getting a heavyweight championship belt. You earned it and you deserve it. You know what? 
I believe in. Don't believe in the Jets. I believe in that celebration. Wow. I'm with you. I think you should keep the discount double check. Got to keep it. Because it was for the championship belt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Are you done now making fun of Wild? You're spending this time writing jokes. It was funny. That was good. That was good. That was, pretty that was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was really Coming up good. next, more good stuff. Talking decent. about the Patriots. <laughs> oh, oh, guess who says in their AFC East phase? Bruce's favorite writer. His magazine Bruce's of record. Favorite writer. His Sports favorite magazine. One of my favorite magazines. Hey, college football fans. This is R.J. Young, host of Fox Sports's number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to just an excellent show. Giannis signed through this year and next, but after that, not so sure. Sat down with the New York Times to talk about his long-term future in Milwaukee, saying, I would not be the best version of myself. If I don't know that everybody's on the same page, everybody's going for a championship, everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do, and if I don't feel that, I'm not signing. Drew, your reaction. Well, look, as a fan, I got to be honest, I I was excited by it. And nothing against Milwaukee. I don't have anything against the Bucs or anything. But Hmm. in the Bay Area, as soon as the story hit the wire – They had stories written in the Bay Area about Giannis coming to the Warriors. And I got to be honest, and you said it, he's got two years left on his deal before he could opt out. He and Steph, I mean, is that even possible? 37-year-old Steph Curry. Exactly. So, But there's no duo. There's no place I'd rather see Giannis playing than with Steph Curry. Because I think it'd just be so awesome to see those two together. But that, so as a fan, I was excited about it. But I will say this. I don't think Giannis should sign an extension with the Bucs. Even if they win another championship, keep your options open. Like you said, he's got two years left. Chris Middleton's banged up. He played all right in the playoffs. He's banged up and getting older. Drew Holiday's talking about retiring after the next two two seasons, I guess. Yeah, and he's older. So, and Adrian Griffin, he mentioned him in the story, Mm -hmm. an unproven head coach. Again, even if they win another title, don't sign an extension. They, no one will kill you for leaving there with just one title. You got Milwaukee's first title since Kareem or Lou Alcindor. They certainly can't crush you if you leave there with two. So keep your options open. Look at the because he's looking at the field, Nick, and saying, "Look at what Phoenix is doing. Miami, if they get Damian Lillard, all LeBron's got AD. Like all these teams are stacking themselves." And what are we doing? So keep, I, I'd say keep your options open, Giannis. About four – pull the curtain back a bit for the audience. About four minutes ago, Wilds was like, who wants to go first here, Nick or Brew? And Brew and I was like, eh, who cares? Brew, go. I now wish I went first. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, agree, I agree, I agree with everything Brew said. <laughs> I wrote down here, even if they win the title this year, I wouldn't sign the right. extension. If Now, it, I guess it depends on priorities and what you want and all these things. But – yeah, the, the the cost of doing everything you can to win right now, which is what Milwaukee did and what they should have done when your superstar, when they acquired Drew, when they did went out and got Brooke Lopez, Giannis was just really age-wise entering his prime. Right. Your cost when you do that by acquiring proven guys in their prime mm-hmm. is that when your guy is still in his prime, those guys are going to be out of their prime. That's just how time works. Yeah. And so, for if you're Giannis, if you want your legacy to be, if the most important thing is competing but also one franchise for the entirety of your career as he has talked about then sure after this year because he says in this article financially doesn't make any sense to do it right now but in a year it would make sense financially to do it with a year a year left on my deal but I might not want to even if they win the title this year if his biggest priority is winning as many titles as possible, Milwaukee is about to enter a tough time aside from the fact they have either the best or the second best player in the league. And if he wants to make sure I am at the top contender list, it's not going to be with Milwaukee in three years. And there have been a lot of breadcrumbs prior to this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know if this is what you wanted to get into, Wilder, no, no. the – a guy we all have immense respect for and we all know, Wendy, Brian Windhorst, started talking about Giannis and the Knicks months ago when the playoffs were going on. 
Uh, other, you know, Bill Simmons, <laughs> Wilds' like pal, has talked about, hmm, the majority owner of the Bucks just sold. Yeah. Seems that, odd. That seems odd. If you, there have been a lot right, of because it's just going to a lot of things that have been leading you to believe. Well, if he stays, that's right? The idea. That have been leading you to believe that Giannis might really want to keep his options open. And I don't. I would not begrudge him that at all. And I am not saying the Bucks have mismanaged it. I think the Bucks have managed it really, really well to maximize his window. And they won a title. They probably could have. Won another one, if not for an injury here or there. And they might win this year. They might very well be my pick to win this year. I don't know. But if you're talking about over the next five years, I doubt the best place for him is Milwaukee. Brew, let me read you some quotes. That This just jumped out of me that there was just some past tense in here. Oh, yeah. we. Have- I gave everything for the city of Milwaukee. Everything. This is my team. It's going to be forever my team. But we have to win another one. At the end of the day, being a winner, it's it's only the goal. Winning a championship comes first. I was just surprised there will never be any hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's it no, just felt a little bit rear window. No, it did more than I expected. It, it definitely did, and it was it's the total opposite of there's no failure in sports. Right? I, I don't know what got into him since that. Remember that? That's what yeah, he said. Now I get it. In the moment, something like that enables you to deal with the failure. Right? You look at the other great things in your life. Hey, you're rich beyond your wildest dreams. You got great family. That's what you do when you fail professionally. And so maybe that's all it was. But now he's realized, and, and I think rightly so, it's about championships. It's about how many of these rings can I stack up. And so I like his – look, I get it. If you're a Bucks player, uh, you're reading that or putting somebody in the organization, it's putting them all on notice. And it even implies that some of the – he might feel like some of the guys aren't working as hard as he is or they that. need to make a some – A little bit. Right, a yeah. little of that. So I get it how it could come off the wrong way. It, but, look. The, the other quote in there player. is he's pretty honest, like – I want to see what this new coach is all about. That was yeah. odd, too. That, where he, I mean, he loved Bud, but also keep in mind, when they fired Jason Kidd, if you remember, he called Jason Kidd and was like, do you think I can stop it? Like, you know, right. the, no, I mean, he, he's he been, so he might very well end up loving Adrian Griffin. Mm-hmm. But he was, Giannis has always been maybe a touch more honest than I think most superstars are. Yes. Like, and it just – Some it, of it's naivete. That's just, just what I was going to say is it just seems problem. like he kind of is just really saying what he thinks at times. Um, but I, I was looking. I'm like, okay, two years from now, who could be positioned for Giannis? I think the Knicks, because Wendy's talked about it, I think that's a real thing. They would be – Julius Randle's a player option that year. They could create the space. The team that will definitely have the space – and it would not be a big market team, but man, let's see what Wimby looks like, is the Spurs. The Spurs, Spurs have all the space in the world, and if Wimby is the guy that, you know, Brew, I don't know if you remember, Brew said he's going to be twice the player Akeem Olajuwon. No, I said, <laughs> I, <laughs> I said what people say and what they've been saying right, about but, him, but that, if, that's if, what he if people are right about Wimby, that by year three, he's going to be in the best player in the league discussion. He'll still be on a rookie deal. And I'm going to say one other team. Will Giannis want to go to, to that? If, if Wimby is all that. Well, let's say he's, let's say let's he's, say he's a touch beneath that. Let's say by year three, Wimby is like considered like the 15th best player in the league, which would definitely be good enough to be the second best player on a champion if your best player is Giannis. You know what I mean? So the Spurs, if he doesn't care about market. And then there's the team that we'll have cap space, and we'll have Anthony Davis and nobody else. And that's the Lakers. Well, Austin. Austin the, oh, no, Austin Reeves. It's Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, and I think Rui are the only guys under contract three years from now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and that's what the Lakers do. That's what the Lakers do. <laughs> LeBron will, uh, we assume, right. be long right. gone. And uh, AD... And Giannis, I also think teams will start positioning themselves. That's the if other it thing. really looks like he's... Because we haven't had one of these in a while. Right. Because everybody signs and then demands a trade. You know what I mean? We haven't had, like, the clear cap space for the free agency of Mm -hmm. Player X since the Durant and Kyrie summer. I like the Warriors. Say what you will about the Warriors ownership. When they come out and say, like, 
We don't care what it is. We are going to compete. We're in the championships business. Hold on. I think every player is like, oh, yeah, I like that. Wait so you're saying you like Giannis I like with the, the Warriors' attitude towards spending money. They're $90 million over the cap. Well, I, like, I, I, they're like, we are going to try I to I win. Just, if I were them, I'd be doing everything I could right now to try to get Giannis. Obviously not this year, but – but the problem before he's well, that, the problem that's is the problem. Is, the problem is is that Steph next year turns thirty six. Mm-hmm. Don't you think his that, game is going to age but, like a fine but it, wine? At thirty seven, no, it'd be thirty eight. It'd be at thirty eight. Worst case scenario, he turns into clay. No, right, yeah. but that's but I'm the I don't think because it won't be the same. Clay would be gone, Draymond would be gone, and so and in order to make this work, because Steph's still on fifty some million, it's it's. 38-year-old Steph with Giannis. Like, I just – if I'm Giannis and I'm leaving Milwaukee because the team got old and I can't win a title – I don't know that going going to no, Golden won't. State for with thirty eight year old Steph make a lot of sense. I agree with you that it'd be great if it could happen. Great now. theater, and if Steph were <laughs> to maintain, who knows? Maybe Steph will maintain, but that's we've only yeah. seen one guy maintain from thirty five to thirty eight, and we see time and time again Steph ain't that guy. So, I mean, it's, so I just don't know that that's realistic. <laughs> well, he's not quite LeBron. He's not quite. I'm not, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I might be annoyed. You're like, oh, he's not that guy.